The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. Joe Mays and J-Rap show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. College football. But now Blackledge is going to put it up on first down. He's going for the bundle. Garrity! Touchdown! And the NFL. The Denver Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 215th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, co-host Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here and getting a chance to kind of dive into the NFL season tonight. Um, You know, we've obviously been following along, but uh, to get to sit down and kind of talk about what we've seen is, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's actually been a while since, uh, or not very often over the last kind of six months have we actually been together to do our standard show, the Joe Mays and J-Rap show, the original show that started it all back in February 2011. The number one. The, yeah, the number one, I mean, in, in the world. I mean, don't look it up. Just believe us when we say it. <laughs> but Justin and I have been keeping busy. We've been doing a lot with the second show that started last year. It's in its second season now, the Bulldog Hour, focusing on the Wilson Westlawn Bulldog football program, and we've actually um, ramped things up this year and are already getting ready to record the fifth episode for that uh, next weekend. But we're here to talk about the NFL again. Now, two weeks ago, it was just me talking about the first two weeks of the season, and um, two weeks prior to that, Justin and I talked about we finalized our previews for the season going over the East Division's and our expectations for the playoffs in Super Bowl 51. But tonight we're going to take a look back briefly at week three last Sunday and then take a look at the action from Thursday and Sunday in week four of the 2016 season. And as I mentioned two weeks ago when I did it by myself, week two, it's kind of, you know, teams are still feeling themselves out, figuring out who they are. Injuries are mounting or people are coming back. But by week four, you're starting to get an idea of who are the contenders and who are the pretenders. And, well, a couple of them were a bit surprising today as you kind of keep giving some teams the benefit of the doubt. But once you get through a quarter way of the season and they're not taking strides, it's time to start sounding the alarms. And there's also going to be those naysayers that predicted it to start the year and be like, I told you so, which I would never, I would never do that. Like I did with the 49ers couple years ago but i would never ever do that again right i don't think so because i'm I'm not sure sure any of the teams that are either really good or really bad are ones that we said would be that way (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure that there's one that I would tell you. For you, I think... Actually, I'm going to I'm gonna brag about the Raiders for a little okay. bit. Now it's still early because I don't think... I mean, they haven't played Denver yet, See, and that's I, the big barometer for me. If I, I thought you might say the Panthers. Now, I know we were both well, still, we still relatively high. Well, we still picked them to win the division, I know, though. I know. But, and, and that's where I was going to say, maybe... Off the record, I feel like you were more down on the Panthers than like when it comes down to yeah. picking. But see, I if, I, I mean, I, I if I if I didn't have the nerve to do it right. no, on the air, I, I don't think it counts. But I, I went on record back in the spring on the Raiders. We we nailed it with the Browns. They're pretty bad. Oh yeah, we did. We got that one. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm I, I'm happy with my pick of the Raiders and thinking that they would be better this year. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm looking. I'm, I'm probably wrong on Denver because I thought they were like going to be a seven and nine team, and they're about to or have moved to four and zero now after the second straight lightning delay in Tampa Bay. So, but I mean, it could come down to, you know, the, the Raiders Broncos games. And I, I don't. I hate to discount the Chiefs, but we don't know what they're going to do yet. They're playing the game right. right now against the Steelers. Just kicked off uh, about ten minutes. That's ago. That's a big game because they will either go to two and two. Or and lose ground, right? And lose a game to the Raiders, both the Raiders two to the Broncos. To, yeah, they'll be two behind the Broncos, or they'll be at three and one, tied with the Raiders, correct? And right. one game behind Denver. The Denver. With I don't think they played them yet. So uh, yeah, I don't believe um, so. Um, but so week four is the first week with buys, and your Eagles are off, as are the Packers, right? But let's quick jump back to week three since we didn't get to talk about week three. There are let's. a couple games. <laughs> there are a couple games in week three that are a little bit eye opening. And let's start right there um, with your not so pompous take on the uh, <laughs> Battle of Pennsylvania, where Pittsburgh went to Philadelphia, and you know they they came in. You know everyone's always about black and gold, but they left um, bruised. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um... Yeah, I, I went in just hoping the Eagles would survive without major injuries. That's basically where, you know, show if the offense could show something, you know, because I still I I know people after the after week two when the Steelers really kind of um I say held AJ Green in check. They didn't really hold Andy Dalton in check. I mean I guess they did in terms of touchdowns, but he still passed for over 300 yards, I think, because I think the Steelers have allowed a 300-yard passer in all three weeks leading up to tonight. Now, if Alex Smith throws for 300 yards against them, you can start, you know, there's going to be some major red flags uh, in Pittsburgh if there aren't already. However, um, you know, the Eagles were able to just kind of have their way with the Steelers. The Steelers marched right down the field, um, dropped a pass for a touchdown, again, hit the guy in the chest, um, and he just dropped it. And then they, the Eagles blocked the field goal. And then pretty much from there, that was it. Um, the Steelers got a field goal later in the second quarter. But um, the Eagles came out and scored three touchdowns in the third quarter to push, it, to push it from a 13-3 uh, to three lead at halftime to a 34-3 to three lead. And that was pretty much it. So um, as, as we were going through... Um, you know, just looking at how that game went, I, I was not at all expecting it to go that way. And I think virtually no one was. Um, I think there were no, a lot of you're people. You're right. No one was. A lot of, I think there are a lot of people. If you would have said, hey, the final score would be 34 to 3, people would have bought into that. Yeah. Pittsburgh. People would have bought into that, including me. All right. And it, for it to be the other way, 
you know, and, and Joey here has just loved, he has loved being able to like, you know, hop one, the Wentz wagon with everybody. Yeah. He, look, he's, he's all on board with everyone. Look, all in. Right, I'll Joey? address this now. First, I, I don't know what to expect from Carson Wentz. When we talked about it leading up to the draft and, and after the draft. And anyone who says they did is lying. You know, I was kind of like, I see the potential, but I'm not going to stick my neck out there and be like, he's the next, you know, great quarterback. And I'm also not going to do that now because we've seen too many times over the last years a rookie oh, have a great first or second season and completely fall off. I mean, look at all the people that Harold and Mark Sanchez. Look at all the people that got on the Robert Griffin bandwagon. Yeah, let's just let's just hope that's not the case here. Right. Well, and. and no, Anytime you're, you're right. you've you're thrown right. other, you know, and people have shown flashes as a rookie. I think Blaine Gabbert had a couple of, of, you know, flashes down in Jacksonville. Well, look what's happened with him. There's plenty of examples out there. So, and, I, and I, people want to call me a pessimist or a hater, whatever. That's fine. I'm just, I always say, I'm trying to you be a are, realist. You are, but that doesn't make you not a realist. Like, right. you know, like, like I'm just saying, all right, calm, and it's not my team. So, <laughs> in the long run, it doesn't matter to me. Right. And right. and the only reason I, I tried to throw back some of the obnoxiousness at the beginning of last week because I was just in a text conversation thread with <laughs> you, Pat, and Greg, just completely getting under my skin on purpose. And I was just we like, would never hey, do such no, a you thing. would never do we that. We would never. never do such a thing. Uh, my dad says they're definitely going to the Super Bowl. And then he actually sent five of the crying, laughing emojis. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I am really surprised your dad knows how to get to the emojis. I, right? Actually, he may he may only be able to text in emojis from now on because he might not be able he, to Now get he can't back get back to the regular until keyboard. Until you switch it back for him tomorrow right. when you see him. I should so. go into his settings and change it to be like Arabic. <laughs> you should change everything so that everything is a shortcut to a different word. <laughs> so that everything is a shortcut to like... Every time he types the letter A. To, it, it should be, Joey, why don't you take off today? That's it. <laughs> Well, see, Except he's listening the problem to is he's listening to us problem. right now, so we can't even do that. He's actually <laughs> typing a response. Oh, now he's sending the poop emoji. They're like, hey, actually, actually, is there? I want to make sure there's no like giveaways. Huh? Can you see that? There's the poop emoji. Yeah, there we go. Oh, so, um, but you know, it, yeah, so, but back yes. to Wentz and the Eagles. Right. Well, they obviously are a surprise, right. and and w- the Eagles scoring 34 points was amazing. I don't mean to take the attention away from that, but what I'm really surprised about defense is held how well three. Jim Schwartz is doing. <laughs> yeah, like the Eagles defense. Now, yes, they played the Browns in week one, right? Funny how some of the Redskins fans I know who were like bashing the Eagles for their week one win aren't necessarily speaking today as in the, when they were in a back and forth with, with, the, with Browns. the Browns. So just, just to clarify that. Uh, week two, they beat the Bears, who again, aren't good, but beat the Lions today, which might say more about the Lions than it does yeah, about the Bears. Yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. And then they beat the Steelers. Now, the Steelers have defensive issues that are clear as day. The secondary, which they have We've some been saying they now for have what, a some decade? guys there. Right, but since Troy Palomaro started getting hurt, right? It it that's been it. You know, and I, I just I I think there are some legitimate questions about the Steelers. I I said to people in, in the real conversations, not necessarily in our in our text things where we were just all kind of piling on you. And you're not even a Steelers fan. We were just 
just taking shots at you. No, it was just and, it was just the pretentious Eagles are the most incredible team in the world, and Carson Wentz is the greatest quarterback is it, ever. Is which it, I knew you were joking. Like, I right, knew right. it was just a joke, and, and but that, I wasn't going to hold back. I was going to say that doesn't make it any less. Fr- I mean, maybe a little less frustrating, but still annoying to keep getting the buzzing on your phone as we're texting. <laughs> I actually stuff. muted it. I actually <laughs> muted it for a while. I actually put that like conversation in night mode, and I was just like, I'm just done with this. Um, but. Okay, but the, my main point when talking, like, from a serious standpoint is, did you really expect the Eagles to be anything less than undefeated entering that game? Because entering the season, I thought they'd beat the Browns. And Now, I could maybe say the Bears was a toss-up, but I fully expected the Eagles to be 2-0 entering that game. I, I was hopeful they'd be 2-0. I anticipated 1-1. One one. That was just, that was me. Especially with some of the uncertainties that they had right. kind of in other areas. Yeah, I mean, they obviously, they never thought they'd be 0-2, at least 1-1, if not 2-0. And then I thought for sure they would drop to 2-1 because I thought Pittsburgh would be better than them. Now comes the question is, was this a Steelers fluke? Was this an Eagles fluke? Are we seeing what both of these teams are? I mean, you're right. The Steelers have issues in the secondary. But if they meet again, what if it happens in Pittsburgh? Right. Well, now, and, I know that this can't happen. This is but... exactly like in the real conversations that, that I've had, I said, look, on this one day, the Eagles were a lot better. One day. By the end of the season, it's going to play itself out. That's why there's 16 games in the season. And at the end of the season, I think the Steelers are going to be in a better position than the Eagles are at the end of the season. That's not to say that the Eagles still can't be better or worse, really, than, than I anticipate going into this year, where I kind of picked them in the 7-9 to nine win range, I think, 9 being at the very high end, but probably more the 7 or 8 wins. Um, and you know, the Steelers probably 10, 11, you know, probably more closer to that 11 win area. That's, that's still kind of where I see both those teams falling, but on the one day everything went right for the Eagles, everything went wrong for the Steelers, including they started getting really banged up. They had some injuries coming in, but they, they started getting really banged up. Shazier who got hurt in the Eagles game is out tonight. Um, I know, uh, Lawrence Timmons severed an artery in his leg. Um. Yeah, that they kept saying on TV that like this is a shin injury. Yeah, it was a shin injury because it was an artery near his shin. Um, that got severed, and they that's why they had to take him to the hospital, which is crazy. Yeah, um, is he's okay, but again, just did not see that game coming at all. I had said to you before, I was glad that the Eagles had the early buy because let's face it, they're not really looking at being a true like Super Bowl contender. Let's just focus on not right, getting this hurt is kind and, of then, what you pointed and then at. regrouping after the Steelers beat down and then move on. Well, now they had all this momentum that wasn't crushed. On the other hand, maybe it's good to be like, because I feel like, I don't know, it, it might backfire because they might get a lot of pats on the back saying, yo, you know, we just beat the Steelers, blah, 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 for two weeks instead of one. But, you know, I hope they can put that behind them or at least maybe bask in it this past week and then, you know what, get back to work tomorrow and – and be ready to go next week when they play Detroit, who is is kind of now reeling, reeling right now, yeah. which makes them a dangerous team to play. Six weeks ago, people were circling Week Five as the odds-on debut for Carson Wentz. Yeah, coming out of the bye, coming out of the bye, expected to be, you know, well, I guess I shouldn't. I, that well, was probably a good place be to fair. bet I because mean, it's been three games. Sam Bradford probably would have been hurt already. So right, but then Bradford got traded. They decided to go with the rookie, and I, why not? One one of the more interesting headlines I read on Monday, last Monday, so coming off, you know, 
12 hours after the Eagles win was where, what would the Eagles headlines be today if Teddy Bridgewater hadn't gotten hurt? Right. Yeah. And it, it was an interesting thing to think about. And they weren't, it wasn't one of those like saying, it, it was just saying, look how crazy the NFL is in this sense. And that's basically kind of what they were alluding to was who Carson Wentz wouldn't have been starting, you know, the Eagles, who knows what happens. It, Sam Bradford, everything he's shown in Minnesota, maybe he'd be working out just fine in Philly too. Like I don't, yeah, I don't right. know. Yeah, right. You don't know. But this has the potential, not in the exact same way, but it's almost could be if things turn out great for the Eagles and Wentz to be your own Bledsoe Brady moment. Yeah. Now it wasn't on your team. Right. But because Bridgewater got hurt, the Vikings felt their contenders, which newsflash they are. Yeah. Just by bringing in Bradford, they be able to stay up there. But the Eagles now got a guy that, through three games, looks like a great player. Right. And I'm going to continue to say it's way too early. Right. So but you're not going right to the now, same take that Philly Sports Radio was this week saying they wouldn't trade him for anybody in the league. Right, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do which, that. To be fair, like as a sports radio guy, it's an interesting conversation to have because the guy wasn't actually saying – He's better than everyone in the league, but he's like, based on the things you've seen, does he have the potential to be that elite? Oh, I hate, I didn't mean to use that, but just does he have the chance to be the franchise quarterback? And he's like, I haven't seen anything to tell me no. I can't say yes, but I wouldn't so, yeah. pull the trigger on moving him right now. Some of my responses may be surprising to some people just because I tend to jump into front office and money ball mode. Like, because if you offered me Brady for Wentz, I'd say no. Why? Because Brady's nearing the end of his tenure. If I have the potential to have a young star, potential to have a young star quarterback, I'm not trading it for 39. Hey, you know, it's kind of been proven. Although, you know, their their play today was not exactly. Well, they were just, they're trying to throw people off. Throw people off, right? So, um, well, let's quick breeze through week three so we can get to actual week four. Um. (laughs) <laughs> a massive shootout on Monday Night Football last week. 77 points scored, and the Falcons came out on top of the Saints, who at the time were winless, 45-32. to 32. Wow, no defense in the in the NFC South, at least in that matchup for sure. Oh. And after we saw a few games today, still not much defense from Atlanta, though it isn't hurting them. Um, your favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys, came out on top of the Bears on Sunday Night Football last week. The Bears... Continue, were winless after that game. Cowboys moved to two and one. The thirty-one to seventeen victory. The biggest story coming out of that is Dak Prescott. I know people pointed Des Bryant and the injury and all that drama going on with him, but Dak Prescott continues to look good for Dallas. Um, they easily could have. Some people would say should have won the opener against the Giants. They could also be sitting at three and zero. They're not, but. The best thing that comes from the Eagles' success and the Cowboys' success is that they get to meet October 30th in Dallas and Week 17 in Philadelphia. Oh my gosh. And and just from a football fan perspective, because you know I I have no love for either team, and at times I could hate the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and generally when those teams play, I'm not just, really rooting for anyone because I know too many people that like both teams to say, stick my neck out there. Let's be honest, though the the threat of that texts chain on that Sunday oh. night at the end of December or maybe early January. It's actually yeah, in January. Yeah. On January 1st, isn't it? It might I think be. So. so the threat of that email chain, I think if the opportunity presented itself, you'd be wearing a big blue star on your chest. 
<laughs> at least on you're your prob- heart. You're probably your heart, right. Which... You're probably right about that. Oh gosh. So, um, but I'm I'm really excited because when those the biggest rivalries in the NFL when both teams are good, it's, it's even better. It's so much more fun. So and, you know, Cowboys Eagles games and and Steelers Ravens games, they're always going to be exciting. But when both teams are good and something's on the line, oh, they're so much better. So I'm really excited that both teams are, are doing well so far this year. Um, last week, Colts got their first win over the Chargers 26-22. Chiefs pounded the Jets 24-3. to Seattle finally broke out offensively, put up 37 on the 49ers. Uh, Rams, Buccaneers, Los Angeles look, looking uh, decent, um, knocking off the Bucks. Uh, who have had now given up 72 points in weeks two and three. The Vikings made a statement in Carolina, winning 22 to 20 and doing it almost exclusively with defense, but they really knocked around the well, defending NFC champs. And the Panthers' 10 points, I think, were a uh, punt return for a touchdown and a safety. Um, Field goal. Okay, I, I the Ravens got the safety. Okay, like okay, they okay. they they sacked uh, I think Cam in the end zone. Um, Baltimore squeaked out a victory over the Jaguars. They improved to 3-0, and dropping Jacksonville to 0-3. Detroit and Green Bay played a thriller. The Lions tried to come back after Green Bay went up big, couldn't couldn't finish the deal. Packers moved to 2-1. They're on a bye this week. Denver continued to look good against the Bengals, dropping them to 1-2. and two Defense is so good. With their victory 29-17. The <laughs> Dolphins were able to get their first win in overtime in a game that they probably should have lost. The Redskins and Giants played a great game in week three last week. The Redskins coming out on top, 29-27. to That was their first win of the season, dropping the Giants from the ranks of the undefeated. Raiders-Titans in Tennessee. Raiders hold on in a little bit of a controversial one, 17-10. Two big statement games earlier in the, in the week. The early Sunday game, 1 o'clock. Arizona at Buffalo. Buffalo coming off of... A humiliating loss. They were 0 2. They made a statement by beating the Cardinals by 15, 33 to 18, dropping Arizona to 1 and 2. And we're not done with the Cardinals. We'll come back to them in a little bit. But the Thursday night game from week three, everyone thought that this maybe this is the year that the Texans can break out. If they're going to do so, they have to challenge the Patriots. And they went up to Gillette and got humiliated. They got shut out and they gave up 27 to Jacoby Brissett. Right. And it wasn't. <laughs> really that close i mean they were thoroughly dominated in the game it was it was an embarrassing effort like it it really looked like a lack of effort sometimes it just looks like one team's better um it was just it was a bad it was a bad game so all right so before we move on to week four just to get this out there um we do take um callers and and things like that um during the show but a bigger thing is social media and and email. So if you ever want to contact the show, Justin's got some of that information for you. Yeah. So we'd, we'd love to have uh, your take on any of the the games or any of your takes so far as we ap- quickly approach, you know, there's just kind of like one in three quarters games left in the first quarter of the season uh, for most of the teams. Hey, it's October um, now. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Um, but Anyway, we'd love to have your take. You can call the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email us uh, anytime, including during the show, at the May Sandwich Shop email inbox at Mays and jraff at gmail.com. Again, Mays and jraff at gmail.com. I, I think uh, it might be time to open up that, that sponsorship by just not, not getting banged for our buck. 
out of it. So I just, uh, I don't know. I think uh, we'll have to find myself in the back of a a refrigerated truck and work hard for that sponsorship. (laughs) We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Joe Mays and JRAF or at Joe Mays and JRAF show. And, um, well, let's move right back on to the NFL action. Week four, we alluded to it a bit, recapping week three. Um, Thursday night, my Dolphins looked as inept as ever, scoring only a, one touchdown in the first quarter, giving up 22 to the Bengals. Cincinnati at two and two, they got losses to both the Steelers and the Broncos. So on paper, it doesn't look like they're maybe up there in the, as you like to say, the elite of uh in the world but i mean i think they're definitely a team to watch out i think they could challenge and obviously if they get hot at the right time uh Bengals are definitely still in it whereas my dolphins probably should be i'll say they should be owing four but because they shouldn't be cleveland but they could have easily beating both seattle and new england let's be honest it's really tough to kind of tell where they are right now because all right so they beat the Browns, who are worse, in overtime who, because who are, of missed field goal. Who are worse than the Dolphins, though? Like, let's just say. Like, I mean, maybe the I game ho- didn't I show. hope right. that they're worse. We than We would the peg the Dolphins as better than the Browns. Yes, but they lost to the Bengals, who, again, based on the, everything we've talked about preseason, all that stuff. Regardless of where we think the Bengals will finish in their division, we would have probably picked the Bengals as better than the Dolphins. Yes. They lost to Seattle, same thing. Yes. They lost to New England, same thing. Yeah. So, like, they lost to three right. teams no, that we right. would say are better than them, and they beat the team we would say they are better than. You're right. I, now, I mean, the problem is, though, that I don't know how many games on their schedule we would say, oh, they're better than that team. Well, and those they play teams. Tennessee this coming week. That's going to tell, because Tennessee's been close in a bunch of their games, but hasn't really been able to put it together. Um, I think they play Tennessee. They have you like know, they have they have that's, a that's home a, game. I, I know that for sure. Uh, say must win. I don't know at one in three. Look, in some ways there's ex- lots of urgency. In some ways, no one expected not. much but, out of them anyways this year. But, but I can't believe they're having trouble scoring like they are. Like yeah, I, that's that, what surprised me. Gase is the quarterback whisperer. You know. Well. Yeah, there's been a lot written about Tannehill recently. We could do an entire show about it, so we're just going to have to move on here. Uh, the Jaguars today over in London. I love watching football at 930 in the morning, by the way. It's, it's awesome. So Jacksonville, Indianapolis, crazy game. As Jacksonville was in control for most of it. Then yeah. all of a sudden, Indianapolis offense woke up and scored 21 in the fourth quarter. Right. Now, Jacksonville Which is what offense, they pulled last week against Tennessee. Yep. The Jacksonville offense was able to get it done when they needed to, and then the Jacksonville defense stood up st- stood up when they had to, and the Jaguars got their first win of the season, I believe, yeah. and dropped because the Colts to one and three. Both teams are in London, so obviously they have the bye next week. And I I texted you, like, if the Jaguars lose, I texted you, I think, when they you fell behind. Gus Bradley loses I was like, job. I think Gus Bradley's fired if they go to 0-4. Going into the bye. Yeah. Because people thought the Jags could be a well, team to watch, including owner, us. The owner said before the season, it's playoffs or bust this year. Well, at 0-4, you're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Now, at 1-3, honestly, in you're that probably division. probably still not making the playoffs. Well, probably not. But in that division, of all the divisions, you have a shot. Because if right. they win their divisional games, they'll, they'll probably end up in. Now, I, I don't know that they will win their divisional games. Um, but again... Like we said, Houston hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire. Um, Tennessee, Colts, they just beat today. So, 
You know, it's it's hard to say they're not. They need to beat the bit. Texans. Yeah, oh yeah, it's going to come down to those two games, and then you know, winning winning games like this against the Colts, who are yeah, man, that hurt. well, you got to think that um, Pagano's done. Well, yeah, example. People like, thought he was gone last year, right? And you know, we we and I I do I I like to credit the teams that stick with the the guy, you know, and give him a chance. But it might not have been the right call. It might not work out that way in Indianapolis. They, they're in trouble. All right, so so let's stick in the AFC South. Titans, Texans, a little bit closer and more interesting than maybe many thought it would be. Although Houston jumped out to a fourteen nothing lead, Tennessee clawed back and made it a game. But Houston came out on top in their first game without JJ Watt, and what looks like it's going to be for the rest of the season without JJ Watt. Twenty seven to twenty. The biggest thing. And, you know, something that I can't believe that you throw one ball to DeAndre Hopkins or he catches one. I don't know how many targets there were, but he only caught one ball for four yards. I literally got a big fat zero in fantasy. Now, I was playing Greg and he played Sammy Watkins, who is about to be placed on IR and didn't play today. I didn't know he was going to be on IR. That's the expectations. Jeez. But. Yeah, so Texans got their win. They moved to 3-1. and one. They had a long week coming off of that Thursday night humiliating loss to the Patriots. Uh, Tennessee drops to 1-3. and three, And like I mentioned, I believe Tennessee goes to Miami in week but five. But even there, the Texans were hanging on. The Titans had the ball at like the 20-some yard line. You know, like, so they had their shots. But, uh, so again, I, while they're two games up on the Jags, I wouldn't, they're not exactly running away with no, it. You know, no, no. So. Definitely, uh, we said, we don't think the AFC South is any good. But we think three teams could be in the running come, you know, right. week 15 as the season's winding down. And I don't, honestly, I don't know why that won't be the case. Right. Yeah. You, you start to wonder. But I think you were right in saying you went with Houston to win the division, whereas I went with the Colts. After well, four weeks, I definitely favor Houston. I think, I think the Colts have the best quarterback. I still think Andrew Luck is the best quarterback in the division. Oh, but, yeah. I but agree. The problem is, like, the rest of the team is so bad. Like, Frank Gore is their next best player. Like, 50-year-old Frank Gore is their next best player. You mentioned... Uh, uh, sorry, no. Adam Vinatieri is their next best player. <laughs> and then their punter is right behind him. So, they're, two of their three best players... Are special teams. Are special teams, guys. That you can't hit. <laughs> so. At this point, you're thinking Andrew Luck's been like, man, I should have pulled an Elway. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we mentioned the Browns a bunch, talking about Week Three, and even talking about a lot about the Eagles. So the Browns were. It, this game was very similar to the Tennessee Houston game because Washington raced out to a fourteen nothing lead in the first quarter, and next thing you know, I think the Browns were up seventeen fourteen. Yeah. All of a sudden, now at halftime, it went in tied, um, and the Browns actually led entering the fourth quarter, but Washington added two more touchdowns in the fourth to win that one, thirty-one to twenty. The Browns fumbled twice in Redskins territory to set up those two touchdowns. Yes, in the they quarter. did. Now Seattle continues um, their. I actually, I texted our uh, friend of the show, a Browns fan. Come on, Browns! When it was tied, yeah, and they immediately, they literally yeah, immediately fumbled, fumbled immediately. before like the little like delivered sign pops up on the thing. But I'd already hit. So 10. now he thought you were being sarcastic, right? right? I was like. And I jinxed it. You're welcome. So Seahawks got another win. They went to the Meadowlands to take on the Jets. That's a that's a nice win for the Seahawks. The Jets, who knows what they are? Yeah, they're I really mean, up and down. Back they looked and forth. really good on Thursday night against the Bills, except for giving up a few big plays. But they looked good. And then um, Fitzpatrick has thrown nine interceptions the last two weeks. Since then, yeah, yeah. So now, a couple today, like 
like if you throw the desperation one at the yeah, end, I mean, like, yes, it that's counts. I've always like, said there should be qualifiers on interceptions. You know, everything else in now the statistics have permeated the sports world. Like you, like an interception, you should figure out was it the receiver's fault or was it a bad throw? Like if it's an overthrow and underthrow, that's on the quarterback. So if I, he ran the wrong route, that's on the receiver. I remember, like when I would go to certain uh, camps, right for other for a different sport, but. You had you were analyzing the players every game, and you would have to put down for a turnover. You had to put was it a bad pass or was it a lost possession by the receiving end. So like you had to make that distinction. And sometimes it's really easy, and sometimes you're like, oh man, it's really hard. But like it's when you're looking at using the numbers to analyze at high levels, you need that information. Here's a perfect example of an obvious one. Last week on the Bulldog Hour, we recapped the Warwick game. And towards the end of the game, as Wilson was trying to run out the clock and win the game or even get a security score up on the board, I believe on – well, the down doesn't even matter because it was an interception. But nine yards down the field, a Warwick defender literally tackled the receiver that was the intended target. Nine yards down the field. And I shouldn't have to tell people listening to the show that if you hit a receiver nine yards down the field when the ball's in the air, it's interference. If the ball wasn't in the air – it's still a penalty because he's past right. the five yard cushion area, but the drive ended with an interception because there's no penalty thrown. Well, that interception shouldn't be on the quarterback, right? Exactly, because it shouldn't have been an interception based on the rules, and also the route was disrupted. I wouldn't put it right. on the receiver either. The role, it's, right, the you throw know, could have been the correct read and the correct throw, but like, you'll never know. Right, exactly. So. You know, and then there's people who are like, oh, that's just the way it is. Yeah, well, well yeah. 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 Sure. That, I mean, there you got plenty that's of That's like how that. we've progressed. <laughs> but. All right. Yeah. So, Seahawks so good, win. Good Jets win for lose. the Seahawks, though, to come east and win, in, win a one o'clock game. I know people are starting to try and not play into that as much, but that's a big win. Entering the season when we did predictions and stuff, I expected the Patriots to get Brady back sitting at three and one. Up until about 12 hours ago, it looked like I'd be wrong because they were going to go undefeated. Without Brady. But then you and your infinite wisdom earlier this yeah. week when we did our picks. We did, and we discussed I told this. you for the second straight week, straight week, you and I had the exact same picks save for one game. Now, I got the better of you last week because I took the Redskins over the Giants. And we talked about it last week, too, because I was like, man, I don't see the Giants. I don't see – I don't know that the Giants are actually – no, actually. What it was was I thought the Giants were going to win, but I had trouble seeing the Redskins going to 0-3. Right. And they didn't. And you took the Giants, and I took the Redskins. Now, this week, our only different game was Buffalo-New England. And I said to you, I was shocked that you took the Bills. Right. And I and before the show, I said I, I was wavering. Um, and then when I saw the Sammy Watkins news, like not for the IR stuff, but the injury that he probably wasn't going to play, I was wavering a little bit more. But then after the Dolphins laid an egg on, on Thursday night, which away teams always do on Thursday night, but I look at it, and everybody was saying, up oh, the Patriots, it's locked up, it's over. I'm like, look, well, I, I still think the Patriots are going to win the division. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, if the Bills win this game against a backup quarterback. Third after, string quarterback. Right, yeah. After the backup backup. played. Then they're, in theory, one game behind, you know, with the with a game, like with a win over the Patriots in their pocket. And I'm like, I just. I don't. I think week four is too early to say it's over for everyone. And I was like, you know what? The Bills. 
and it was crazy, but I bet on Rex Ryan, and I was right this one time. So <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, so the Bills beat the Patriots in Gillette, 16 to nothing. So first, I'm sure time they, my... first time they've been shut out since 2006, I think, and first time they've been shut out at home since, like, 93 or 96. Well, I hope, I hope my uncle enjoyed watching that one. <laughs> Carolina, Somehow, Atlanta. I think that was as sincere as him sending you the sorry right, from the totally. game where they beat the he, Our NFL pool that we do the weekly picks, the winner's only picks, he sends me his commentary for each game every week. And I said I just enjoy reading his, his thinking every week because he never picks against the Patriots and he always has some snide remark about the Dolphins because he almost never picks them. And then when he does and they lose, he responds like it's my fault. <laughs> All right, so last week we know the Falcons – and the Saints were in a shootout. Well, which wouldn't wasn't really wasn't a, a surprise. surprise. However, with the Panthers and what they had done last year, you didn't think that the Atlanta offense was in for that good of a day two weeks in a row. Well, you'd be wrong because they actually did better this week. And Matt Ryan threw for over 500 yards, and Julio Jones had 300 receiving yards, only the sixth time in NFL history, the first time in Atlantic Falcons history. And uh, wow, what a day. The Falcons improved to 3 and 1, dropping the Panthers to 1 and 3, 48 to 33. Now this one was in Atlanta, not in Carolina. It would have been even However, bigger news if, if you it was look in back Carolina. to last year, Atlanta was the only team to beat the Panthers in the regular right. season. Yep. Um so maybe uh maybe there's something to it down in Atlanta in terms of this particular matchup. And it wasn't even as close as the score. No. I mean, it was 15 no. points, but at one point uh, Atlanta was up 31 to 10 and may have even been 38 to 10 at one point. Yeah. Um, and then the Panthers got a bunch of scores and it was actually without Cam Newton, who was into the concussion protocol, um, continues to be so. And his status for next week is up in the air. Oakland, Baltimore in a crazy game. I think three or four lead changes in the fourth quarter right. alone. Raiders jumped up. It was looked like an awful and boring game. And then the fourth quarter happened. Yeah. Um, and it was just back and forth. It was 7 nothing after the first favor of the Raiders. 14-6 favor of the Raiders at halftime. All of a sudden, it's 14-20 Ravens. And then in the fourth quarter, 29 combined points. Raiders come out with the 28-27 one-point victory. But it looked like it was going to be... It looked like it was going to be Raiders... Then all of a sudden, the Ravens scored, and the Raiders fumbled, and the Ravens scored again. But then the Ravens' defense couldn't hold Oakland, and Michael Crabtree caught his third okay. touchdown pass so, from Derek Carr. I don't know if you saw the end of the game. Ravens have it um, round – actually, it was at the 50-yard line. Midfield, yep. couple bad throws by Flacco. Couple just three bad, bad Three bad yeah. throws. So then they come to fourth and ten. Mm-hmm. They have maybe the strongest leg kicker. In, in the league. Tucker. Arguably. 68-yarder, though. Who kicked a 65-yarder in, in pregame. Now, look, I know it's completely different. But your your chances are 4th and 10 or taking the 68-yarder when you know the guy has has the leg. Just I'm not saying he'll make it, but he has the leg for a 65-yarder. I don't know. 68-yarder, man. I, I, I think I try it. I think I try the field goal. Well, now they might. Well, yeah, but I was I was screaming it at the TV. I'm like, I kick, I kick, and the people in the room disagreed with me. They're like, you got to go for it here. 68 is ridiculous. I'm like, I understand it's ridiculous, but like, have you seen the last three plays? So it's going for it on fourth and ten. Like, they actually almost got it, and the Raiders' safety jacked up. Yeah, was that Steve well, Smith? I no, don't remember no, who the receiver was. It was a rookie. Um, 
Now but he didn't he, have the ball at the time. He was kind of it was kind of behind him, bouncing it, and the the Raiders safety was, hit him right in the he, chest. The safety and did ended a it. perfect job. He ended the right. chance for him to catch the ball. Um, but man, it was it was just one of those where I I don't know. It's <laughs> easy for me to say, but I I think they should have kicked. I don't know if he's listening or if it's just a coincidence. But my uncle Rich just texted at midnight. Brady is back. Get ready. <laughs> So we'll see um, what's going on here. But I actually have a couple of texts from my dad I'll as be well. Honest, I kind of would have liked for the Patriots to win today and lose next week. That would have been that would have just been fun. After my dad says, after four weeks, his three biggest surprises are Philadelphia being better than expected, Atlanta being better than expected, and Arizona being worse than expected because they lost today to the Rams to the L.A. Rams seventeen to thirteen, and now I believe the L.A. Rams are three and one after that humiliating loss to the 49ers on opening Monday night. They've now won three in a row over the Seahawks, the Bucks, and the Cardinals. Yeah, so they're in first place, tied with the Rams, but they have the or tied with, with the, the Seahawks, Seahawks, but they, they have, have the head-to-head head tiebreaker. Right. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Arizona. Carson Palmer now, he's concussed. They've got issues. A little bit of surprising because they were a team that we were, you know, we kind of doubted the last couple of years that they were better. But now this year we but were like, yeah, they'll still be there. And yeah, nope. we, yeah, and what's this Carson Palmer thing going to turn into? Because we always say like they're they're always living on on the edge there with that. But I, I don't know the Cardinals. Lots and lots of questions there, and um, it's it's just not going well for them at all. Another head scratching loss was Detroit in Chicago, <laughs> falling to the Bears seventeen to fourteen. The Lions, you know, they, they looked. Not too bad after the first two weeks. Now, and I know last week they they eventually played the Packers tough, but you know Detroit, you're thinking okay maybe they're maybe they're a little bit better. Then they go to Chicago, winless Chicago, backup quarterbacks winless in Chicago, Chicago who backup running looked, back in Chicago, winless Chicago who looked absolutely terrible last year last week. They gave up 200 yards rushing in the first quarter last week. Think about that. That's hard to do. It's hard to have enough time to be that bad. In the first quarter. Matthew Stafford looked bad for the Lions today. So they yeah. drop to, I believe, one and three. I think they opened the, the season with a win, a yeah. surprising win over the Colts. Yep. But then they lost to the Titans, Which, the Packers, reality, look and at the Bears. It now, how good was that win? Right. So um, Broncos stayed undefeated with a victory over Tampa Bay. That game was delayed again because of lightning. Denver, 27-7. Uh, Simeon though. was taken off with right. a shoulder injury, and Paxton Lynch came in and threw a touchdown pass. I don't know if Simeon came back. I'd want to say no. I don't think so. Um, but again, the, that Denver defense gave up one touchdown. I know the time of year is different, and that'll play a factor, but we've had back-to-back weeks of lightning delays in Tampa, and that is where the, not BCS, but the college football championship game is this year. Um, so that that could be interesting just in that sense of, yeah, a lot of times now they pick places where weather is almost a non-factor. But the speaking the of lightning, the Chargers <laughs> now have blown two games in the week in the first four weeks of the season. They were up big on the Chiefs in Week One and lost. Now this week they host the Saints, the first the return first return trip for Drew Brees to San Diego in which over is, a decade. Which is hard to believe. It's crazy. Well, think about it. NFC, AFC. All right. And then last time they probably played was in New Orleans right. instead of San Diego. Um, so, yeah, it's been over 10 years since Drew Brees played 
a professional game in San Diego. And all he did was lead a fourth quarter comeback with two touchdowns to beat the Chargers 35 to 34. Melvin Gordon leads the NFL with rushing touchdown six. However, he also had a fumble to contribute to the Saints comeback, as did wide receiver Travis Benjamin. The last game to talk about Cowboys 49er, Dallas improved to three and one, making the Eagles Cowboys race to the night before Halloween even more spectacular. They beat the 49ers 24 to 17. Game was tied at halftime, 14 all, but Dallas got a touchdown in the second half. That would prove to be the difference. And um, hey, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott getting it done. It's probably easy to do with that kind of offensive line. I'm more interested in Dallas defensively. Yeah. Can they withstand? There's- Here's another the entire season. Uh, Chip Kelly team looking good on offense for one half. Shocker. <laughs> I, I know that's a real surprise to everyone. Now, for those of you not watching the Sunday night game, the Steelers scored 22 first quarter points to jump out to a 22 nothing lead on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, ben Roethlisberger hit Levy and Bell. Oh, excuse me. No, that's the current drive. I'm, I'm reading here now. I'm looking for the scoring drive, and it's showing me the current drive. Um, let's see if I can get. Maybe it won't let me do that. How do I not have scoring plays linked? Hmm. But anyway, that seems that seems absurd. Here we go. First on. quarter. Two Antonio Brown touchdowns. Hey. That's good for us. Yeah, that is good. For us. <laughs> Antonio Brown, 38-yard pass. Antonio Brown, 4-yard pass. Darius Hayward Bay, 31-yard pass. So if you have Ben Roethlisberger, oh, guess what? <laughs> this drive was one play, four yards. Wow, okay. Wonder what happened there. Two plays, 40 yards. And, and three plays, 32 So yards. they were up actually 14 nothing, and I don't know what happened. They must have decided to go for two because it was Roethlisberger. Which to they do sometimes. Roethlisberger couldn't be the holder, so... Uh, yeah, wow. So Roethlisberger's eight for eleven, one hundred fifty-three yards and three touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell's rushed only two times for six yards, but Antonio Brown has three catches, sixty yards, and two touchdowns. Good to know. That would do it. Um, looks like there was a fumble. Alex Smith already has an interception. Spencer Ware has a lost fumble. I'm guessing that's probably what led to the yeah, one play the touchdown. Yeah. So I mean. Unless something crazy happens now, I expect the Steelers to improve to 3-1, and rebound off that loss to the Eagles last week. Chiefs now going to be in a hole looking up towards the Raiders and the Broncos. And and like like we said before the show, as this game was getting started, it is what, what we kind of expected from the Steelers. They're not as bad as last week against the Eagles. It just was one of those scenarios where everything went wrong for them. Everything kind of went right for the Eagles. I'll take it because I'm an Eagles fan. And, you know, I... I still expect the Steelers um, to be there. I think we both – I don't know. I think we both picked them to win that division. So, Well, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, or, so. Did I did I pick them to win the Super Bowl or lose to the Seahawks? I had it Pittsburgh-Seattle, but I now I, I can't remember. I think I – You had it Seattle-New England. Right. And I think I picked Seattle. I think I you did too, but I, I, I well, can't I, remember. I, I, I wouldn't have picked New England to win. I think I picked the Steelers to beat the Seahawks. I think you And did. I think you picked the Seahawks to beat the Patriots. Right. So – you know, I, I'm not going to change that yet because I know Seattle no. didn't look good the first two weeks, but, but I think they're starting. The and weeks. Russell Wilson's not at 100. percent And he, but he's looked better the last two weeks. Which and, we so. need to change that. In and fantasy. you know who else has looked good? They're on good a bye in week right. five, though. You know who else has looked good for them, and this could be huge as we go. Jimmy Graham is starting to come around. Finally, he he messed me up last year. I took him early in the fantasy draft, and he did nothing. Yeah. So I just jinxed that too. So don't yeah, worry. totally. All right, the last game is Monday night. That is. 
Giants at Vikings. The Giants coming off the loss to the Redskins. Vikings coming off the beatdown on the Panthers. If the Vikings want to prove that they are the team to beat in the NFC, they need to win this game at home yeah. and against a team that new, new stadium Monday night game. It's going to be loud. and it's against a team that you know you probably should beat. Looking at the way the season yeah. has unfolded, so if you lose this game, then the question marks come back up. Right. So if if Sam Bradford um, and um, the Vikings defense that have been the big players. If they can hold Eli I just or at, force him into turnovers. I look at what the Redskins did in terms of turnovers to the Giants last week, and then you think they're going against the Vikings this week. Now, again, that's not always how it works out, and especially in the NFL, but that Vikings defense has looked really good. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out tomorrow. Definitely. So that's it for week four. Now we'll be back again in two weeks and we will recap weeks five and six. That'll be episode 216. Uh, you can get more from us on jmnjrradio.com. And you can also make sure you follow all of the accounts on Twitter at jmnjr underscore radio, at Joe Mays and jrath, at jmflyer1454, and at mr underscore raffoff. Um, anything, any shout outs to throw out there this week? Uh, not off the top of my head. My sister survived skydiving. Hey, that's good. I saw she was doing that. I was like, oh, man. When I saw it, I was like, mm, I hope she's either done it or <laughs> right, my dad yeah. already because this is not going to go well. Yeah. Um. So, well, I, I think that's everything. Hope I'm not forgetting anything. But we'll be back in two weeks to talk more NFL and uh, to make up for anything we screwed up this week. So, uh, thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 215th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Ustream or Mixler and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.